Well, well, well. All right, y'all. So I am totally at fault today. It's Lauren here to tell you, here to come on bended knee, truly. You will find me in a state of prostration, begging you for your forgiveness. I descended upon Salt Lake City at like 10 o'clock last night and was just completely comatose. It was a 22-hour journey, basically 26 hours if you count getting to the airport in Athens at 4 a.m. It was a 20 – it was a long journey, full day to get back. And Chandler and I were supposed to record this morning and her schedule was kind of crazy this morning and it just didn't work and I was a wreck of a human being. So anyway – We are going to record our episode tomorrow morning and have it out by tomorrow midday at some point. Um, So you will be getting a brand new episode of Pop Apologist this week. Don't fret. It's just going to be a little delayed. And as an apology, we are going to release our Patreon episode from last Friday, the part two of the Taylor Swift deep dive with Joe Peacock, who is officially, you know... Uh, my competition for co-host of this podcast, I was a little too irritated. I was at how good. It was a little too good with Chandler. Anyway, it's a really fun deep dive. So we're going to release that. It's our Patreon episode from last Friday to tide you all over till tomorrow when our regular episode comes out. And then we'll have a new fresh Patreon episode out on Friday for our Patreon people who we love so much. So the true victims are the people who signed up for the Patreon for the part two of the Taylor Swift deep dive if we want to get down to the brass tacks. And for you people, we love you. We're sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I'm about to cut to part two of the Taylor Swift deep dive and tune in tomorrow for a brand new episode of Pop Apologists. Love y'all. Bye. Um, well, on to another country, bright country moment. The album Red. Uh, Red. Her in between country and pop. Uh, I love this album, Chan. And this is where I kind of went into that next phase of my Taylor career where I was like, oh, I hear her songs on the radio and like her to, oh, she's an amazing songwriter and this is everything. Yeah. I think that Red was like, she was always amazing to me. Like I was always, I always loved her, but I think Red was like, oh, shoot. Like this is these lyrics became the lyrics became so personal mm-hmm. and so incredibly vivid and just like I don't know less tropey or juvenile and just yeah. like more specific and and just delicious like I just like loved hearing all these like random fact factoids about her life's life and relationships and it just it, it was amazing you know as a fan um so I think like we can take a moment and talk about all too well. Like I have my favorite lyric picked out. I, I realized I didn't mm. tell you to pick out your favorite lyric, but can you recall yours? Oh, Off the yeah. Song? I think all too well. She says something like maybe we were a masterpiece before you t- tore it all up. You know, maybe we got lost yeah. in translation, Ugh. but I think that like, yeah, maybe Ugh. we were a masterpiece before you tore it all up and you break me like a promise. Like, Oh, it's just like mm. that feeling that, you feel like a relationship or something you had with someone meant everything to you and you realize it didn't to them, but she says it in so much more of an eloquent and visual way that it just puts you right there. Right. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. Oh my God. You know, you break up closure talks and they're, and you know, it's, it's awful. Uh, um, It's such a man thing to do too, to be, be casually cruel in the name of just being honest, babe. 
Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, I just never really liked you or, you know, it just wasn't really ever there for me. Um, mm-hmm. My unhappier, like, uh, on a happier note, my favorite lyric is when she talks about dancing around the room in the refrigerator or dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. It's, that is just, it's imagery beyond belief. Like, English teachers should be teaching this in their classrooms because this is imagery. I love that lyric so much that, like, when I get married, I want our first dance, like, not to be to all too well, to be, like, to us, uh, you know, a love song, but to have a yeah. beautiful refrigerator in the middle of the Ugh. floor, just open, giving – that's all the light we have. You can you can count on me. I will go find the, the finest Frigidaire Lowe's <laughs> has to you. offer, and I will I will open that baby up and let her shine right on you and your, and your lover because it's, and- it's a gorgeous moment. Well, Chan, I assume you you know that this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. And what's interesting to me is that their relationship was really so short-lived. I think there's that one paparazzi yeah. photo of them. Yeah. And so this we get this big song about him. But really, mm-hmm. we don't know very much about their relationship or like – I honestly, Jake Gyllenhaal is like an enigma to me. I don't really get him. I've heard, you know, he doesn't shower. That just recently came out. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't I, – it's it's funny to me that there's this huge song about him when he doesn't seem to be like this uh, Casanova type guy. But maybe he is. You're right. Like it doesn't seem like they were together very long and their huge age cap. And the pictures, frankly, too. Yes. They don't look like they're super in love, but this song leaves no. you scorched and – but apparently totally. she did make it to his family home upstate and to his <sighs> sister's house. And right. she knew him long enough to leave some of her wardrobe with him accidentally. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, funny story about a wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, and Taylor Swift, she has this line or she's in um, Ours, which is off of F- – Oh, yeah. Now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's maybe one of the deluxe versions. But it's uh, it was maybe the first time that Taylor Swift admitted to having – a sleepover with a with a with a gentleman. She did not. Um, she, she says, and there's a drawer of my things at your place. Okay. Oh. And one of our one of my really good friends, uh, her grandma heard this lyric for the first time, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Like she had some pause because Taylor Swift was no longer this innocent, pure. You know, she was she was having some sleepovers with members of the opposite sex. But anyways, back that's to so interesting. Yeah, because I feel that's like she funny. doesn't even get to like. A lot of sexual stuff on red. I in my mind, trouble is sexual, no. but it's really only well, sexual when she performs it live. And there's a bunch of shirtless men around well, her. Definitely, um, <laughs> but I think she also talks about in all too well nights when you made me your own, right? Yes, so that is such well, a well. steamy. And that, it is me, all that, too well. That's a sex line. That, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Line. You made me. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a song about losing her virginity, or you know, which I hate to speculate on stuff like that because I think that the idea of losing your virginity is antiquated. Oh and my gross. gosh, Chan, I just got goosebumps. About that. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, the, the lyric you had referenced after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how appropriate to speculate, but like maybe. I could totally see that being. Yes, that. because it's, I think maybe she's like what is why like this song is so big. Yeah, yeah. and maybe that's why I that would, even though relationship wasn't that long lived like yeah that it, it left a mark it, yeah that's yeah oh. i don't know but yeah oh. <laughs> it still was a big one <laughs> yeah also i'm sorry but yeah. jake gyllenhaal is so hot and he has been in my like celebrity crushes for a long time he also dated reese witherspoon that we don't we don't talk about our relationship enough we don't talk um, about that yeah yeah okay there's I don't, some amazing yeah, coachella honestly, pictures of the two of them together Really? Okay, well, yeah. we have to go back. Um, also, yeah. did you know, Joe, that there's a song on this album called Girl at Home? Okay, I did in the deluxe version. But to your point, 
I did not know that until like two years ago. And I was like so tickled to find it. Girl at home and I come back here in the moment I knew. Yes. I Well, I had heard come back here in the moment I knew. But like I had oh, no. the girl at home. <laughs> I literally tonight, I was today years old when I realized that Taylor Swift has a song called Girl at Home. I've never heard it. I still didn't play it. I was just like, what? I thought I knew everything about this woman. I've just watched four hours worth of television about her and I've never once heard of the song called Girl at Home. No, um, I totally understand so the feeling. Anyways. That's how I felt. And it's I listened to it like on repeat for a week when I found it. Uh, it oh, kind of felt so like finding like a new fossil. I It's not something I play anymore, but – Okay. I love Taylor Swift so much. I think she's such a great songwriter that it felt like a treat to find that. But yeah, okay. I think there's a reason it was left okay. off the album. Right, right. Um, do you have any other favorites on the album besides All Too Well? Yes. I underrated song, Treacherous. It's number three on the album. Yeah. And I think it's aged incredibly yeah. well. And it just – it describes the beginnings of a relationship it's almost like a precursor mm -hmm. to delicate that comes later but definitely it's, yep. oh it's so good and it was written with dan wilson who helped co-write adele someone like you and the chicks not ready to make mm. nice and it's just it's a good it's a great song it's delicious it is a great song i really love treacherous um i think a lot of these songs yeah touch on early relationships so begin again is one of my favorites um mm -hmm. i love it because it is it's kind of stripped down and there's so many like very specific details about going on a first date with someone after you've been in a long relationship and you know what that feels like. And, and I love the part where she's like talks about, you know, and, and we walked your car or something and I almost brought him up, but then you start to talk about the movies your family watches on Christmas, like a really like vivid detailed yeah. scene of when you, you feel the urge to talk about your ex because you're still like grieving and processing. Mm -hmm. But then there's this new person and, and you're learning about them and you're kind of like creating space in your brain for a new person while an old person's still there. Um, yeah. And I, I love it. I think it's like so wonderful. I also um, had a, a very uncanny song. moment. It's a gorgeous song. And when I was in high school, I met a guy and he asked me out on a date. And I remember having this moment where I was like on a Wednesday – in a cafe, I watched it begin again, and I we literally went on our first date um, on a Wednesday, and we went to a cafe. Oh my and, gosh! And granted, like it wasn't like a it was like a twenty four hour diner type of situation. Yeah, but you weren't in it was Paris. romantic nonetheless. Oh. I was not in Paris. Also, begin again is, is allegedly written about Connor Kennedy, which <gasps> mm. I mean the lore there is just you know incredible and so i don't know i want to know what movies the kennedys watch on christmas like ugh, so good so so yes good. it's again you know just crediting her for her like so such intense specificity that uh, oddly makes yes. things you know more relatable but that's interesting yeah. i could totally see begin again being written on cape cod or with a cape cod vibe yes um but there was a Definitely. season of my life my first year i moved to la I probably listened to that song every night before I went to bed. It was just like really put me at ease. So calming. Love, yes. love that song. And it, it speaks to new beginnings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's like Yeah. It's um, like putting something to rest but hopeful about something new. Totally. Totally. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, I'll give – I'll throw out a few songs, honorable mention, because I do yeah. – I like this album a lot more than I like Speak Now, and it has like a lot more hits to me. I love Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Um, I also love I Almost Do. Mm. Both great songs. I agree. This is my favorite album. And I, I also love the bangers on this one, like 22 and We Are Never, Ever Getting Back Together. Like, this album's great. It's very chaotic, but it's so good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I think that I, 
I like 22. No, I like 22. I think that I still I listen know, to it on my birthday. Reason, like, that's great. I'm I, honestly, I love that for you. I just sometimes when Taylor Swift goes into like party girl mode, I don't like it. Like I like, no. and this is wrong of me as a I fan, but I, I basically like her in two modes. I like her in heartbreak mode and in like, <laughs> you know, fully ensconced mode. And I don't really like, I don't really care about Taylor Swift's like going out Friday night song. Like I got Doja Cat for that. I don't need Taylor Swift for that. And that's, that's, that's on me. fair. And I really do not ride for trouble for that reason. I know the verses. <gasps> I like not. the chorus awful. I, I do Ugh. not like that song. I don't like it. I'm not interested. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. Also yeah. any song, I mean, Taylor Swift can laugh, but she should not, laugh on a master recording and that's exactly what she did on stay 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 not here for oh it oh my gosh uh yeah yeah yes i'm like also, more like, than about stay, stay 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 yeah right you're lukewarm right, right, about right. it you know i'm lukewarm it's i don't like dislike it as much as i dislike other songs but yeah it it's not one of her best work like at all yeah, i think like yeah. she always gives us so many songs which i think is a gift Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think she could have like left some more on the cutting room floor, and maybe we'd be like, a I agree. Bit more pure fans. It's like I always want more, but it's like, yeah, she should leave us wanting more. And she's maybe not. She's a, an amazing songwriter. Maybe not the best editor when it comes to album tracks. Yes, yes, of course. Like you can, I, I'm sure she has to write a hundred songs to get you know yeah. six bangers. Just don't give us forty of them. Just give us the six. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, leave leave girl at home at home. We'll get to this, but that was my main thought with Evermore when it came out. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So stay thoughts. tuned, everybody. Um, hang on for that. Okay. Reputation. Oh, wait. 1989. How do we feel? Oh, oh, see, there's just there's so much. There's too much. It's amazing. But like this woman, uh, yeah. 1989. I fudging love this album. I it's love so this album. Good. I love the album art. It was like she turned a corner from being less princessy to like cool. And like, and I guess yeah. Red kind of did that, but like, I don't know. Nineteen eighty nine just felt so different. And is, is this when Jack did, Antonoff yeah. started working with her? Is that the why? Very beginning, yeah. yeah it, he did two uh, songs on this record: "Out of the Woods" and "You Are in Love." Uh, so okay. I'll it's just such a posh first. sound. You well, were you at BYU when this record came out? I was. I was a freshman. Uh, I was probably like a sophomore, or junior, but uh, it was so good. Yeah. Okay. This record, my it, favorite songs: "Blank Space." I. The yeah. sounds of Blank Space are the closest Blank thing really to me good. that sound like like Baby One More Time, but like of this era. Um, yep, yeah. But then lyrically too, I, I think it's genius what she did because she was coming off that cycle where she was being dragged for simply dating <laughs> like mm-hmm. and right. uh, and slut shame like for that. Woman. Exactly, exactly. So people were kind of saying like, you're a boy crazy, just like you'll, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And so she's basically saying, okay, yeah, you're saying I'm I'm this someone that I know I'm not, but – I can be that narrative Great. for like three and a that. half yeah. minutes. Yeah. And I'll make a totally. billion dollars off it. And she did. And she mm-hmm. won a Grammy. And it's, it's a banger. Um, it's it's so good. It's so fun. Yeah. Like this is like an example of like a Taylor Swift party Taylor Swift that I do really like. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit of a, of a hypocrite. The music video is great. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. I mean – the, the the there's like that one scene where she's on top of the horse right and then there's yes. like the, where they're walking like those two crazy like dogs and i just the art direction in it is really good i completely um, agree and usually i don't think she's a good actress like uh see valentine's day uh 2009 or 10 <laughs> but um i think she plays deranged really well yeah she definitely does that very well she, she's great at being super theatrical 
Yes. And I think that yeah. when you're trying to be a real normal girl, that's when like we get cringe Taylor. And I think like you're just so right. lean all the way in, honey. Lean all the yeah. way in. Yeah. Um, okay, so give me another one that you loved. Okay, uh, Wildest Dreams. I think this is – she loves Lana Del Rey, and this is definitely a nod to Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, this also is her most explicitly sexual song. I mean she yep. – because before, and there de- that definitely was her saying, yeah, you know, uh, we right. had sex in All Too Well with uh, You Made Me Your Own. But that's kind of like a, a warm, mm-hmm. really real metaphor. And this song, she straight up says, his clothes are on the floor, his hands are in my yes. hair. Um, and that was, I think a big deal when that came out because we hadn't heard that before. And it was such a big deal that, you know, I was at BYU and I was still very like active Mormon and I was, I, the song was a skip for me. I skipped it for God and I was like, no, dirty. Yeah. I was like, I probably should. Yeah. yeah." I was like, I probably shouldn't be listening to that. And she probably shouldn't be singing about that. Oh my gosh. And then like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. I was like. Yeah, like eight months I later. I should be listening to that, and she probably shouldn't be singing about that. Oh my gosh! I love yes, it. yes. Slut shame both of us at once. Um, and I was like, and it was also like I was like proud of my decision. I was like, yep. It was like right. definitely a song yeah. I just didn't download. So I, you know, when you download songs, like I didn't download that one, so I effectively erased it and forgot it was on the album. And Total somehow, erasure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I her, I, I think I went to her concert. That's what happened. Is I went to the 1989 concert, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was. You know, at, at this point, I was so a fan good. of Taylor Swift, but that was yeah, like yeah. that concert transfigured and transfixed me into a stan. And so, uh, yeah, I heard Wildest Dreams, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this song is pretty good." And yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of how that's how Satan gets you, and it's how he got me. Oh, but um, and that's it's a slippery slope, but it's a delightful <laughs> song. It's it's really good. It's ethereal. It's so good. I love Wildest Dreams. Um, I also so think good. that one's about Harry Styles, as far as I remember, if I did all my <gasps> research right. That makes a lot of sense because I don't think mm-hmm. our girl Taylor, when they were, you know, dating or went on a few dates, I don't think she thought he was the one, but I think she thought he was a good right. time, which that song essentially yeah. understands. The, the great thing about that song is it saying like, I understand this isn't going to last, but when it ends, I hope you'll remember me well. Um, totally. I hope the, I'll be the, like, yeah. you know, a really hot girl you had a great affair with. Exactly. And she sings, you know, after all this is over, say you'll remember me standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset. And I don't want to go too deep, but I wonder, you know, because this is the first time where she's really explicitly saying, like, we banged. I wonder if she was nervous about putting that out because, you know, for what, like, yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah, she's becoming like a more like sexual person, like, exactly, consumer facing, you know, exactly. So I wonder if that lyric was also like to her fan base, like, I'm going to yeah. tell you some things in this song and future songs, but please say you'll remember me. Remember well, that I'm know? a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which I brought like brilliant it, analysis. I don't think John Mayer had that thought or had to think no. like that before he put out your body's a wonderland. You know, it's just like, no. because yeah, guys no, can sing about not. women and sex and ways that never. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. They don't even think twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We love her. Yeah, we love her. Um, so for me, I love that she was dating Harry Styles. I felt like that was a yes. – it was just a perfect match of just like, oh, my my number one crush and my number one favorite pop star are dating. Amazing. Also kind of gutted when I heard that, but also so thrilled for them. <laughs> so I love style. I love the play on words. I loved hearing the story that he sent her um, 1,989 roses when oh my the gosh. album came out, even though they'd broken up, which I, I thought – like I really like Harry Styles, and I think he's yeah. – like, you know, 
I don't think that he I, – I don't think he was like a John Mayer where he probably promised no. the sun, the moon, and the stars to her and then left her, you know, standing yeah. there with nothing. I think He was also younger, so the power together. dynamics had to be different. Definitely. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. ex- exactly. So I love style for that reason. Um, I also love You're in Love. I think that <gasps> – It's so good. It's, I, it's a song that I probably listen to all the time and I always mm-hmm. have. Um, and, and it's just – so lovely once again the specificity in the lyrics i remember hearing that this was a song that jack antonoff had written about lena dunham um and it's still and just because they've broken up it's not diminished all in my head but i i do love this song for you know it's just it's it's a song about like loyalty and deep and abiding love that i i really like it's not like about sex or um you know, it's just about like the, the the slow feelings of just like, yeah, I see a future with this person and I'm in love with them. I think you're exactly right. And that's what makes it beautiful because it isn't a, a song about these grand gestures um, like 1,989 Roses. It's, you know, you can hear it in the silence. It's you can right. feel it on the way home, like mm-hmm. these small. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's um, so good. And I don't think there's another song that makes me feel as comforted or cozy faster than yes. you are in love. Yeah. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, other song I really like is Clean. I think Clean oh. does, a, does a great job of just like, you know, discussing the – you're breaking up you're, or you're broken up and just like the the waves of like, yeah, I'm good. And then maybe you're not yeah. good. But then you're yeah. good again. And, you know, it's just it's – a, it's a great song about grief, frankly. It it totally is. And it's like, yeah, she, you realize that you're over something or, or kind of ready to move on. In, in the smallest of ways and in the most unexpected times. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, what's really special is that you and I are on the exact same page about which songs we'd leave off. I just saw that. Oh, good. Bad Blood and <sighs> Shake It Off, which are funny because I think they're two really big they're singles hits. from that album. Yeah. People love yeah. these. And if I – honestly, if I just like heard Shake It Off and I didn't know that Taylor Swift existed, I would hate this person who sings it on principle. I think it's such an annoying song. I hate it. I completely uh, agree, it's, and it's yeah. so over. It's probably one of the most it's, played songs of her catalog. Uh, I just don't it's get so it. It's so bad. I don't get it. It's like the world has just such bad taste. And it's sad because it gives the haters just like kindling to burn her with. Right. And I'm like, uh, totally. that song is not emblematic of her. This catalog. is not Taylor, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. not. And then Bad Blood is problematic with Katy Perry, but it's also just like not great. <laughs> it's just like I just don't. Sorry, I'm going to go back to my, you know, curmudgeony. Like, I like Taylor Swift in two different ways. I don't care about her friend drama. Like, I just don't <laughs> – I don't care about, you know, badass, like, Taylor, you know, talking about girl drama. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Let's get back to nope. falling in love on New York City streets and, you know, being cozy, uh, you know, at home. I'm I'm so with you. Yeah. And okay. I think a lot of people would have expected us to say Welcome to New York, which is, like, even among fandom, not a very love song, but – when, I what like else are you going to listen to when you fly into New York? Like, get yes. out of here. Yeah. It has a great energy to it, and I would be lying if I said that I wasn't going to play that when I move here next month. Um, <laughs> Agreed. So everyone, get ready. Uh, okay, one thing I love about this album is that I listened to it for the first time. When I heard it, it was the first time I was experiencing winter, and it's a perfect winter album. And I, uh, I love albums that, like, do seasonal things, and this was, like, the first time I was experiencing snow, and it was – Perfect for all of those reasons. 1989? Yeah. 
to, in my oh, head. Yeah, yeah. Did it come no, out? Yeah. It came out in November, right? Don't her albums usually come out in the fall? Yeah, they came out in October. And then, yeah, we went right into the, the winter. And I think that actually, remember, that was a really bad winter for us in, in Utah, yes, too. And yeah. I agree. For some reason, that does feel like snow to me, 1989. I don't it's know just, why. It's a cozy album. And I love yeah. it for that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Agreed. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. And we're, we are now officially three quarters of the way through her discography. I think we can safely we're an hour and 25 minutes in but we've got only got four more albums to go we'll talk strap about it anymore. in <laughs> buckle <laughs> in baby okay reputation let's let's just see i don't want to top line reputation because it's really good so we'll, we'll top line evermore reputation um she was there was a big hiatus between 1989 and, and reputation right like longer than we had expected yeah, because usually she was on a very strict cycle, which is she would right. give us an album, two years later, give us another album and tour in yeah. between. But this one, I think three years lapped in between, mm-hmm. which yeah. felt like forever. She also deleted her whole social media presence yes. beforehand. Yeah. She was also had her famous debacle with uh, Kim Ye mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. cyberbullied. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting, interesting album. Yeah. I remembered really not liking the album art on this one. I was not a yes. fan of this new look for her. I, I thought a fan had created it when I saw the yes. cover. Yes, literally, yeah, it looks hair. like fan art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she was actually maybe ahead of her time with the wet hair and like this look because that was like became a thing. But I, I wasn't mm. ready for it. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, when I first listened to this album, I didn't really like any of the songs. There was not a single one off of it that I was like, "Yes, this is why I love her." I think it was I, – I agree with you with the exception of I think Getaway Car, like really felt like something that could have lived really? on 1989. And I was like, oh, this is a great bop. But like, I agree with you in the rest – in the sense that the rest of the album really didn't do it for me the first Mm-mm. few months, honestly. But it, right. it's definitely grown on me. But wow, there are some songs I absolutely skip and never listen to. But then there are totally. some songs that I really you know, have become part of her catalog for me that I love. Yeah, definitely. I could not agree more. I, um, I, you know, I don't really like Getaway Car. I don't know why it just it didn't hit me. Um, maybe I just don't really care about Tom Hiddleston, which is what the song is about. <laughs> it's totally about him, and even though it is specific to her story, there's something just kind of generic and been there. But I think about the production to it, even though it's really catchy and great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, favorite songs off of it. I love "Call It What You Want." It sounds <sighs> listening to it sounds like Taylor Swift is in love, and it's doesn't sound like anything she's written before and I kind of love that it just feels like love's maybe not as exciting as she thought it'd be but it's great yes it it, it, here's the thing I think her relationship is still kind of a mystery or at least like I think we maybe knew Joe Alwyn a little bit but we didn't really know any movies like I don't think anything that he'd been in had come out yet and so yeah like she wrote she releases call call it what you want and it kind of feels like a little bit of like um, a screw you to her fans not her fans necessarily but to the world you know, it's just like uh, this is my relationship. I'm not gonna like dress it up and on a and put it on a silver platter to appease you. Like this is what it is, and I'm really happy. And like there was just a degree of like I don't give a crap about this album that I think made these songs really good. Like call you what you want. Um, That's probably true, and it's probably why she was able to get away with some lyrics, you know, by not giving a crap. Totally. I mean, even though I love this song, she she has a lyric that's uh, I want to wear his initial on a chain around my neck. Not because yes. he owns me, because he really knows me. Like that's a bonkers lyric and kind of yes. you know barf, but so, it works in the song. It's totally barf, yeah, but it does. Um, okay, I'm, I'm now I'm gonna look up. I also love that she sings, um, "My baby's fit like a daydream," which I think is a really British right. saying. But um, yes. it's just like oh, and okay, okay so sorry. Cute. She goes, 
My baby's fit like a daydream, walking with his head down. I'm the one he's walking to. Hot! Who doesn't want that? So, so hot. So hot. Um, I love... Um, I went, okay, sorry. Give me one second. The production is also just great. The production is so good. Um, oh, okay. This is where I don't... This is where I don't like the making forts undercovers. This is where she goes back to juvenile Taylor Swift. I'm like, is anybody like? Oh, does she? Oh, I I never had caught that. I'm laughing with with I'm laughing with my lover making forts undercovers. That's where I'm like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that lyric, but that is gross. Like no one's she's she cannot be making forts. No one's doing that. A little cringe. She but she can't help herself. She has to go a little cringe. Like all the time, she can't help. She it. does, and I think she was in such pain making this album with, again, being quote unquote cyberbullied, which she was. But right, that True. Uh, there were lyrics in here. Yeah, I think she was at her cringiest yeah. maybe in this era. Um, right. Okay, but uh, Chan, the lyric after that has always bothered me because she's talking about her lover in this, and she says, "Trust him like a brother." Yeah, I know I did one thing yes. right. I just I'm like, please don't compare him to a brother. Like gross. Just like I just like don't compare him to Austin. Okay. Please. Austin. Um, so moving on to my next favorite song off this album. Yeah. Delicate. Delicate so is so good. Mm-hmm. Delicate is a song I also return to all the time. Um, we You showed me Hunter Harris, who has an amazing newsletter. Yeah. Subscribe to Hunter Harris's uh, sub stack. So I'll good. It's so good. Yes. So funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. She recently talked about this song. But I... I just like it's the song is really sexy and that's what I like about it. It's sexy and I love that it's like talking about all, how vulnerable the beginning of a relationship is. Like it is, it's mm-hmm. delicate and it's, but right. it does it in a way that's sexy and real. It's, it's such, it's a great Ugh, song. It's she so, should be really proud so of it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, last one that I love, Gorgeous. I did not like Gorgeous until oh. about a year ago and now I'm <gasps> obsessed with it. Oh, what happened? I think the the weird isn't it like Blake Lively's kid who's like in the beginning like yeah it's her baby ass. yeah it, like yeah. it like throws me off and I was like it's oh, obnoxious I don't think I'm gonna yeah. do I don't think I'm gonna be interested in this one um so I like I don't think I really gave it a full listen until like a bit ago but now oh, I like so love it and I think like I think it took me honestly warming up to Joe in some mm. of his like films for me mm-hmm. to like like it. It's it's yeah I didn't want to like it at first too and that it does throw you off the baby at the beginning but right. I just love how she's so just like unabashed in her you know totally. appreciation of his, his physicality it's it's cute right. uh, yeah, and it's yeah. relatable too it is um, it is um anyone any other songs you love you want to call out um let's see call it what you want and delicate delicate was my other one it's uh, I think there's only just like two those two songs I really love right. off this album yeah um, yeah. Yeah, and I will say there there are some, I think there's some bad songs on this album. Sorry, and there's but again, love the sinner ones. and hate the sin, and I hate. Um, I did something bad. <laughs> I don't like what the the, what? the song is just like. I did something bad. Why does it feel so good? And I think, I mean, it's not the worst song ever, but I'm just like, what did she do? Like, what? Why? What? what? I don't know what she's alluding to. I, I mean, Taylor Swift no. is just not a bad girl. So these like bad mm-hmm. girl songs never resonate with me. Bad blood like doesn't work. Yeah. Like let's face it, so she's right. a girl who loves a cute J Crew plaid coat and loves to sip an iced chai. 
Like, that's who she is, and that's who she should always stay. And these, like, leather whips and chains with some of these songs, just, they don't hit. Okay? It, there's other people who do that. And I'm sorry that I put you in a box, Taylor, but I really love you when you're in this box. Jan, you're so right. And I think, like, it, yeah, if she did something bad, it's she stole something from J. Crew or, like, didn't right. pay for iced coffee. Like, get out of I'm here. Like, you're a klepto at J. Crew. <laughs> J. Crew factory store. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember when Anna Ryder Taylor Loft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift is in jail tonight. Oh, I would. Lo- oh, I would actually love for Taylor to go to jail because I personally believe she would write some amazing material from it. Definitely, like, definitely. I mean, so I think good. that's the only like natural evolution for her career. From she kind of done it all. <laughs> that's so true. Our our poor female pop stars. The things they I have know. to do to stay relevant. And I'm a feminist. <laughs> Like, sorry, you need to reinvent yourself one more time for me to think you're great. Sorry I'm, about it. I'm so dead. It's so true, though. Like, she needs to check herself into, like, a mental health facility and come back. Right, right, right. Yeah. Passages Malibu could offer her, like, a free stay. You know, I think that would be, like, good. Just, you know, give us give us something different. Um, I am worried 100%. about when she gets married and how we're going to lose. Um, I think she should just stop making music. I think, you know, she's she's good. I don't know if we're going to need more music. I, yeah, I'm, I, oh, from Taylor? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think I need, <laughs> Joe, I'm really, like, the worst feminist there ever was, because I'm like, I think we're good. I think we've heard all we could hear, and I think she should just pivot completely to being, like, a full-time celebrity and and, and just leave music behind. I mean, I would she love she could do acoustic <laughs> tours or something. Yeah, let Joe act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let Joe have his time, Taylor. You've had your time in the sun, okay? Can you share the stage a little bit? Okay, it'll be good for your marriage. I'm really getting oh. canceled. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wild. You know, Taylor, um, men don't li- men don't like it when the women wear the pants, okay? So you need to let Joe have his time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. So <laughs> you think okay, it's easy well, for pink? It's not. It's not. Okay. Look what happened to Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) (laughs) Question. Serious question. Do we think Austin or Scott Swift, uh, her father, have ever thought about putting her in a conservatorship? Um, I'm sure they've just discussed it once or twice, like especially when she was going to go live about her Trump stuff. They were like, you know, I'm sure. That is, oh, that's so good. That's that's probably valid. Right. I mean, not that they thought that, but I could see them thinking that definitely um okay let's get into lover this this one hit me out of nowhere i was living in la i remember where i was and this was another type of red album where it came out and i was like yes i love almost all these songs yeah i would agree that i love all the songs and yet it's like a weird album to me in my because in my mind i'm like i don't love it as much as i do but then i listen to it i'm like no this is a great album and it's yeah it's wonderful I um, yeah. I would like what to pull out that she does the I love okay I love Lover obviously mm-hmm. I also love Paper Rings and I love Cornelia Street um I li- I love Soon You'll Get Better but I can't listen to it because it's really really heartbreaking but it's really really a wonderful song true true but Cornelia Street amazing <sighs> that one's definitely so out there for good me too. yeah another great like super specific song can't get enough mm-hmm. um. I don't so, – so she's got these like, you know, shake it off and then she's got you need to calm down. And I just – I don't like it. I don't like you need to calm down. I don't want it. 
I I don't like Brendan Urie singing with Taylor Swift. Sorry. Oh, with on me on that song. Oh uh, yeah, wait, is that on me? Is it? Yeah, oh, but, well, she doesn't right. do I'm, it I'm on me. Confused. But the production value is kind of. I'm similar. thinking of me. Yeah. yeah. Me, yes, it's it's all like it's like it's written for like a Disney Channel award show or something. <laughs> I mean, it so is. I think she wanted like kids at concerts to sing along to it. And normally, I right. hate the the lead singles from from Taylor, like Shake It Off and Look What You Made Me Do. But for some reason, yes. I can get behind me. I'm like, yeah, spelling is fun. Or it was okay. until you took it out okay. of the song. But yeah, yeah, me for some reason does it for me. But I understand how it could really turn some people off. Okay. Well, what, you know, we've already we've already figured out that I'm like a terrible Taylor fan. So No, no. I'll, yeah. I'll not. <laughs> what really does it for me and has – like it, this is my number – one slash two most played song for the last few years on Spotify is Cruel Summer. Yeah, yeah. Total yes. banger. I it's, it's Total I wish banger. it was twice as long. I don't know how yeah. she wrote it being in a stable relationship because it's such like right. a, it's it's not a, a a song about a healthy relationship, but it's so no. hot. Like your body is blue. It's so good. Ugh, it's so Ugh. good. It's a great summer song. It's, it's so good. good I love it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. Um, yeah, cause I don't think that her and Joe's relationship was like this crazy tumultuous thing. It actually just sounds like really lovely and stable from the get-go. Totally, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that song's about Joe. Um, also, um, Daylight. Daylight, I think, is an underrated oh. song. It's so yeah. good. There's a, a point in the song where she says something like, I used to think love would be burning red, but it's golden, mm-hmm. like daylight. Mm-hmm. And it's just yes. like, I got goosebumps when I heard that because I was like, Taylor – up until this moment, I've been thinking love was burning red because of you, because mm-hmm. you told us it was red on the right. red album. Right. Um, you did. So, yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We're growing up with her. You and I have both grown up with her, and and our idea of love has also matured as it's matured for her. And that's a really special part of our life. It's so true. So true. So true. Um, should we just move on to folklore? Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I we kind of – oh, I guess – Sorry, before we yeah. move on to folklore, I will say that The Archer comes on right after a song that I really love. And every time I cannot get to the skip button fast enough. I don't, it's, it's, it's a song that reminds me of, was this, was this song on, um, uh, what's, what's those dystopian shows, movies? Oh, uh, Mockingbird, not Twilight? Mockingjay. Oh. The Hunger Games. Was this oh, song the Hunger, on the Hunger Games. Games? Oh, uh, Safe and Sound? Is that it? Maybe it reminds me of that it's like this. Nope, not interested. Skip. Not not. I don't like it. And I also the man also the archer and the man both right after songs that I love and I'm like no I don't want to hear it. I I would like to hide those songs from my Spotify permanently. That's so funny. I would say they're not my favorite, but I don't hate them with that level of vitriol that you do. But you know what yeah, really sure. doesn't do it for me is I forgot that you existed and it opens the album and it's what makes me always think that I don't like the album as much as I do. I just no that I don't want that no. in my life. Mm-mm. 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 No, I completely agree. I got it confused with me because it's that forgettable. Um, London Boy, I'll also just take a moment to say that it's so tropey. It just reminds me of someone who went on a study abroad like once <laughs> to London and then came uh, back and tried and tried a pop song. So You're not wrong. It's a lot and not enough at the same time. And yeah, right, ultimately exactly. it's a skip. But um, it's yeah, like maybe, yeah. we get it. Your boyfriend has an accent. You know, like, no. Go back to talking about love being golden please. <laughs> Your boyfriend has an accent. But honestly, it's like between that song, London Boy and Welcome to New York, it's like, yes, we get it. You've traveled. You're cosmopolitan. You yeah. Totally. Cool. <laughs> Show us the stamps on your passport. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So dumb. 
Um, so Lover was amazing, and we were not expecting folklore, and then all of a sudden, no. folklore hit. Yeah, and I, I was because, I was not uh, emotionally ready. Oh, I don't hit. think any of us were. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, Where were you? Can you speak to the time in your life when folklore came out? Yeah, I was lo- like three months into lockdown in my apartment in LA, and mm-hmm. when I heard the album was coming out, there was like it came out with kind of no fanfare or, you know. Right. Uh, press leading up to it and uh it was just like tomorrow i'm dropping this so i assumed it was like a camp project and like a b-sides or something and i could not be more wrong and i wasn't certain i liked the album when i first heard it because it was so different Mm -hmm. than the work she'd done before uh but i I do love it now and the two songs that really stand out to me oh sorry the two songs i love now that are the same two that really stood out from the beginning and that's the one in august Yes. Um, but yes. where were you when this, this came out? And what I was also to? in lockdown and I um I think I just moved to San Francisco. Um and I I, I don't think that it, it immediately I like fell in love with it until I heard Invisible String, which is my, quite possibly next to uh, All Too Well is my favorite Taylor Swift song. Oh, fascinating. Because um, I think like it's a well received song, but I don't think it's a ton of people's favorite. No. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know why, but it just, it hit me. And I think I I was in a transition phase in my life. And I think like this song is all about fate and how like things just have a way of working out in the way that mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. in the way that they're supposed to. And so it gave me a lot of hope for my future and, and just like, you know, and I had like left behind some, like some people in LA and I was like, I don't know what, what San Francisco holds for me. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's life has a way of figuring itself out. And for that reason, I like really loved Invisible String because of the hope that it gave me. Very, it's um, a really assuring song. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, once again, like just darling details about like their following in love and and everything. And um, yeah, I I couldn't love it more. I I also think August is an incredible song. Ugh. I mean, it's Leo season, and she's basically written a song about falling in love during Leo season, which is the best time to fall in love. Truly. Uh, and it's so good. It's it's really really good. My last favorite is Peace. Mm, the song where she says she's ready to have Joe Allen's baby. Yes, that's a great song. I yeah. was just gonna like that yeah. lyric. Like we we turn a corner with that lyric where it's like no we're we are facing we are like looking at Taylor Swift as like an adult woman and she is like that is maybe like such a huge omission of just like loving somebody and being ready to have like your life with them and I I think it's a beautiful lyric. Yeah, and, and and understanding what you can give someone and someone and what you can't give them and yes. being okay and upfront and honest about that. Like wow, yeah. kudos to her and she's never even gone to therapy as she's told us in the like Miss Americana video. Crazy. I know. So wild. Yeah. Um maybe she should. Like, I don't know if that's something to brag about, but <laughs> True. Go to Who therapy. Am I to say? <laughs> right. Um okay, so so there's not a ton that I would really like happily get away with, but like if I had to get away of with uh, illicit affairs and hoax, I wouldn't you know love the album any less. Yes, yeah, um, illicit affairs. I don't really care, and like she, I don't she get makes it, a frankly. big deal about it. And, and Long Pond, she's like, this is one of the songs that's not biographical or whatever. I'm like, we get it. You didn't cheat on him. She's like, I don't need it. I didn't need a song about cheating from her. I wasn't looking for that. No, um, I didn't need that in my emotional toolkit. Maybe you know, <laughs> heaven forbid, something happens in my life and I'm faced with that. I don't know. I hope not. I hope to God not. Um, and I completely agree. Hoax is so boring. I don't even think I've really listened to it. 
Um, is that the one with – no, no, no. I'm thinking of the last one with Haim. That's the one off the next album. It's. I think Hoax no, is I, I don't basically like – yeah, it's just like I've heard that song a little bit as I'm falling asleep to this record. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of nice, like a song to fall asleep right. to. But that's it. That's all it And that's about it. That's the first and last time it ever enters your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Truly. need it. But thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, cute girl. <laughs> um. And then, so then she drops Evermore on us. And I, I'm not going to lie. I had a big hopes for Evermore. I was like wanting something. I was wanting another hit. I want I want another album of bangers like Folklore. So Evermore left me, let me down in a pretty major way. Interesting. I don't know how you feel. Okay. Well, I felt similar after my first listen to it. I was actually flying, um, to new york to go see ben actually and um yeah and it had came out i think that early morning and so i heard it i was like okay this is just kind of like folklore b-sides we get it you went to camp you learned how to write in the woods but it's actually an album that's really grown on me and i love it um just as much if not more than folklore um oh my gosh okay i think there's less throwaways for me on it there's two distinct throwaways for me and i'll just tell you like nobody no crime with heim Get rid of that song right now. I, I pretend it's not no. on there. Yeah. I think Haim is so boring. I, I like Haim a lot, actually. I, <laughs> but I, like um, I saw them when they opened for Taylor in 1989. I think they're like oh, no fun and fill a great space in music. But I think it's because I like them and I love like uh, Goodbye mm-hmm. Earl, which I think this is an homage to that I was like, yeah. no, this yeah, song yeah. should be better than no, it is. No, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's no Goodbye Earl, which is a classic. It is. It it totally. And then the other song, sorry, I've, I'm going out of word, but the other song I feel like I get no, no, no. Uh, rid of here is Closure, uh, which I have to assume is about Carly Kloss, but it's like, I think, an awful song. Like, I could have written that song, and that should, should feel like a burn. It's, it's just leave some things behind. Like, and you don't have to put everything on the album for us. We, we'd be fine yeah. if this song, if this album, you know, had a few less songs. I didn't even know Closure existed. And once again, I don't care about her friend drama in the song. Sorry. <laughs> no. And, and, and frankly, if you have to put a song called Closure on your album, it doesn't sound like you've gotten it. Not that one, at least. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, it's like the best revenge is like, you know, silence or whatever or success. But it's, it's exactly. success. But I also think silence is some of the best revenge. Yeah. Like a well-lived well. life. But she is living totally. life well on this album in several songs. Champagne Problems. Guts me. Ugh. It's so good. I don't even know so what it's good. about, but it's so good. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, that one, that's a standout for me. On that one in Christmas song, question mark, tis the damn season. Love, yeah. love that one too. Like, yeah. You know, a little Christmas song. I don't mind that one. I'm, I'm probably not going to go back to it to listen anytime soon, but I I do, I don't mind it. And I, I also really like Willow. Uh, Willow's a fun one. It's yeah. good. It's not my favorite, but it's, it's good. It's nice. Okay. She has okay. a lyric in tis the damn season. That says something like, um, time as messy as the mud on your truck tires. And it feels just like it could have been on Taylor Swift's debut album, but it's also on – it's just right. like it's, it's so good. It's And it's so Taylor. I love it. I love it. I love her looking back at her, you know, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, whatever, upbringing with a little bit of mature eyes and – or, you know, whatever, and writing something, you know, less juvenile about it. So I'll take it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Um, Joe, I cannot thank you enough for doing this extensive Taylor Swift uh, discography dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
This Taylor Swift deck. Taylor, thank you, Joe, for doing this. Taylor Swift discography deep dive. Um, we're now at an hour and 45 minutes. I've just taken basically two hours of your time. We didn't realize that there would be this much to say, but I think um, what's safe to say is that you will have to come back on the podcast because you are so amazing. Uh, you thank you so, so much. much for having me. It was so fun to chat and loved it anytime. And now you can just say, if anyone asks your opinion about a song, you can refer them to a two-hour-long podcast um, where you <laughs> yeah. speak to every Taylor Swift album on Link the planet. Link in bio. <laughs> Why you should give that to people before you go on first dates and be like, hey, give this a listen before we go out just so we know we're on the same page. Yeah, get up to nice. speed. Don't play closure right, when I right. get in the car. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't even dare. Um, well, I love you and I miss you. And I hope to Love see you, you soon. Love you too. Miss you too, okay? Love you. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.